Gonzaga Nation SI, I'm Dan Dickow alongside fellow co-host Adam Morrison breaking down all things Gonzaga. Today we're going to break down a little bit of this week's games. We're going to talk about Pacific, the Tigers, as well as really what we all want to get to is St. Mary's. The Gales, much improved. Actually, I can't say much improved. Much more respected a couple weeks into the conference play as early in the year because they're ranked number 22 in the country now. But first, Pacific, new coach Leonard Perry Jr. replacing Damon Stoudemire, who went back to the NBA to coach with the Boston Celtics. I don't know much about Pacific this year because of Leonard Perry Jr. being his first year. Mm-hmm. But I do know, looking back, I thought Damon did a tremendous job in Stockton. Yeah, I thought he got that program uh, playing hard. They were always a tough out, you know what I mean? And I thought he kind of um, did the most of what he was given, if that makes sense. Um, it's a tough place to, I think, recruit um, because of the academic standards, all the stuff we've talked about in WCC and then you know, your standard is Gonzaga, which you're comparing yourself to. So I thought he did a nice job of elevating the program. But, um, you know, once it kind of, you know, didn't happen for him at Arizona, you know, with Tommy Lloyd getting the job, I think going to the NBA was probably his logical move in his mind. Like, okay, I'm going to go somewhere that's, uh, um, you know, more adjusted to winning or whatever you want to describe it. So, uh, yeah, he did a good job of uh, getting him to uh, a heightened uh, – space than there were before that's for sure two and six in conference wow. one of those wins was a, a surprise to a lot of people to follow the league closely against BYU um, without us knowing much about what Leonard Perry wants to implement what would you expect from Pacific coming in on Thursday well if they they're following the same DNA as Damon Stoudemire they're going to play hard and I know that sounds funny but there's teams that play hard and teams that don't and yeah. you can see it right away and it makes it really does make a difference sometimes it's a five or ten point swing if you just simply play hard and do kind of the little things now then you get into how, how much better is your personnel and then that's when the separation happens but we've played teams Tarlitz and State played really hard <laughs> okay yes. then we, we we had a battle Remember Texas Southern used to always come in and play us hard. We'd win by 20, but it'd be like, man, they just, thanks, guys. You know, like, you guys play hard and run stuff. Like, thank you for getting us prepared. Yeah. Then you get some teams that come in and just lay an egg, and, it's, and it really is just like guys are already checked out. They're ready for the offseason. So what I would expect is a team that plays hard and then a team that's going to play slow. You know, and that's just off the top of my head. Like, only one team has really tried to run with us, and it didn't go as Pepperdine. Mm-hmm. And no disrespect to them, but I think all the coaches come in and looking at the uh, the game versus Gonzaga, it's like, okay, we don't have to completely redo our, our style, but we're going to get in deep into the shot clock and we're going to limit the number of possessions and try not to turn the ball over. So I'd be uh, w- would be surprised if they tried to run with us. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they just slowed it down. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think you and I both have a, a same outlook of, of what to expect yeah. with, with Pacific on Thursday. That that game will be on CBS Sports Network. Unfortunately for me, I don't have the call this week. Mm-hmm. Steve Lapis uh, and Rich Waltz have it, which is actually because I took the week off of games. Wanted to spend some time with family nice. and, and, and uh, kind of watch college basketball from a different perspective this week. But... I think the game that people are more excited or interested in, yeah. in no disrespect to Pacific, would be St. Mary's. And yeah. Randy Bennett always does an amazing job down in Moraga. It's hard to believe he's been there about 20 years now. Mm-hmm. That program was awful before he took it over. I'm talking three, four win seasons. Yeah. Now they are, they're not at Gonzaga's level, but they are NCAA 
caliber every year. team every single year. Yeah. And they've won games in the NCAA tournament. Yep. They've uh, they're currently ranked 22. Mm-hmm. They're a program that that prides themselves on the offensive end with spacing and efficiency. But really, where they've made a jump this year is defensively. Yeah. When you look at their numbers, offensively, what 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 sticks out to you to a St. Mary's basketball team that's good? Well, they're always um, very patient, like you mentioned. Um, their personnel is usually plug and play, and I know that's not a disrespect to their guys, but they always find similar wings. Their bigs are usually solid, kind of bruiser type, back to the basket, old, more old school, um, and then they usually have a, a you know, a ball centric point guard who's going to handle it a ton. Um, um, Kuzi or whatever his name is is that type of guard now, and they've had Della Vadova, Patty Mills. They've had a lot of good guards, that, but they kind of run everything through them. It's not, it doesn't mean they shoot all the time, but it's space the floor with a high pick and roll. Um, you know. Not overly simple actions, but stuff that are kind of um, easy to predict. Yeah. But they get guys, it puts guys in their strengths. Um, so, you know, against the Randy Bennett team, you have to play solid. Um, they're going to play hard-nosed defense. They're going to be extremely organized. Um, and they're going to have a plan for Gonzaga because they've played each other so much so they know the similar actions. So I always look forward to this game just because I have a lot of respect for the program and uh, Randy Bennett as well. I think he's done a fantastic yeah. job, and I've ran into him a couple times, uh, you know, calling games in the tunnel, and it's just fun talking to him. He's just yeah. a cool dude, and you know he we both didn't like each other at one point, <laughs> but now it's like cool, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like a mutual respect, and he's just a good coach. You were like, I, I play for that guy. You know what I mean? Like he seems logical, fair, but like he's going to get the most out of you. Yeah. Uh, so for a St. Mary's team, you're going to get all those things. And so, and I think Fuey and the staff obviously know that. Um, so they kind of prepare the guys for the right, uh, you know, the right mindset going into this game. It's like, Hey man, like you're going to be in for a dogfight. This team will not lay down and they know all of our actions and they're going to play slow, but like, they're playing slow, but they played slow all year. So mm-hmm. it's not like they're like, oh, God, we got to figure this out. It's like, no, this is how we play. Yeah. We, we can score in the 50s and 60s and, and muck it up a little bit. So I always look forward to this game because it's usually, you know, two contrasting styles. You know, it's funny you mentioned talking to them in the tunnels. And that's one of the fun things, I think, for both of us is mm-hmm. we get to talk to coaches pregame for your radio, my TV broadcast, and get to know them a little bit. Um, but you also get to go back and reminisce in those oh, yeah. conversations with coaches. So you mentioned Randy Bennett. He recruited me in high school. So when I was coming out of high school, before I decided to go to UW, Pepperdine recruited me. Yeah, Lorenzo Romar was the head coach. Randy Bennett was his lead assistant. It's awesome. And uh, so I've known those guys since I was 16, 17 years old. It's awesome. And so it's, it's so fun for us to um, to to reconnect with coaches mm-hmm. in those aspects. Is there a coach in the WCC maybe that you've come across doing the radio stuff that they recruited you? I know you were kind of a, a hidden yeah. gym uh, up in Spokane. There was no recruiting, but like I always, every time I see Lorenzo, we always chop it up for a little bit. Lorenzo's awesome from his UW versus yeah. GU yeah. days. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. What's up, man? How you doing? Just and he's always says some. Uh, inappropriate not inappropriate in a bad way but things we can't repeat on the radio yeah. that are good yeah you know what i mean so I'm just talking about our games and you know just why'd you play like that you know what i mean <laughs> like you know and, and, and i just like playing his teams too because he had talent i mean his teams were i mean that's the that those those were the UW, UW games those were peak yes. you brandon roy 
Uh, Nate Robinson, Nate Trey Robinson. Simmons yes. was good. Bobby Jones, uh, Bobby Jones was good. Um, who was the, their big Mike Jensen was a good player as well. So they, the, and then, you know, right after they had, um, Isaiah Thomas, right after Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, they had Spencer Hawes, who was the other big Brockman Brockman, you know what I mean? Like, so like those are the heyday years where they were always top of the pac 12 or close to, and then they, you know, had the ability to win NCAA tournament games. But I just like seeing Lorenzo, Lorenzo cause he's yeah. just cool dude. You know yeah. what I mean? He's just, Hey man, what's up? You know what I mean? Like, so, um, yeah, that, that's probably the only one, but I wasn't highly recruited. Everybody knows that story and coming out of Mead, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it must be weird seeing guys as a, you know, as yeah, they're trying to recruit you now you're in a, both adults, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like a different <laughs> deal. Like it's a different yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is fun. Well, on that topic of, of connecting and knowing coaches a little bit differently than an average fan does. Yeah. Too many Gonzaga fans make a big deal about the handshake line between Coach Few and Randy Bennett. Has anybody ever made that comment to you? Yeah, like I've had people ask me, and it's like, you know, sometimes, and coaches know this, like these guys see each other, um, you know, at the media deals, so they have interaction. They go to the league meetings, and they probably have same of the similar gripes, and they're probably on the same side with certain things. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you know, we need to change these things. So, like, but they also know, like, at the end of a game, you're pissed off that you lost. <laughs> yes. So, like, we don't have to, like, have a love fest. But if you know that a guy does respect you, it's okay if he gives you a quick one. Yeah. But then if, you, if he doesn't, then that's when it becomes an issue. But that's the problem. The fans don't have no clue one mm-hmm. way or the other. So, like, Randy used to kind of give Fuey a quick one. And people, but, like. Coach Few knows like Randy and they yeah. probably buddies. They are like, yeah. they, you know, they talk court, all the time in the talk, summer. Yeah. They talk all the time and they, they probably have been like, Hey man, we both finish in the top two. Like we need a buy in the, in the WCC tournament. Let's get on this together. Cause we were finishing one and two and they've beaten us recently. Yeah. So let's not forget that. Um, so yeah, it, it, to me, um, it, it's also funny too, though. Like, you know, and if anybody's played sports at a certain level, Usually when you, the winner's always like, oh man, you guys are so good. But then when they lose, uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, nobody wants to hear like, oh, you, you guys are so hard to beat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're just, like we ran into Sam Scholl, me and Huddy coming out of the um, San Diego game, waiting for an Uber. Like he was the last one to leave the gym and we're, you know, we do an hour post game. So we're getting out there late and he starts doing that. And we, we were kind of like, hey, Sam, like, you don't have to like, I just want to say what up, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know, like, thanks, but, like, I don't coach. I don't have nothing to do with it, but, like, you guys are good, too. Like, and I know you just got boat raced, mm-hmm. so you don't have to, like, be like, it's, you guys are great. Like, hey, man, it's good to see you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, keep it up. You guys are 6-3 and three at the time. Like, you got this team playing good, and, and it looks like you have good pieces. You know what I mean? So, like, keep it up, and I hope you get successful. So, when the handshake line stuff happens – you know, everybody's your best friend if they win. You're, like, you're so hard to play against. And yeah. it's like, so I, my point is, like, don't make such a big deal about it because usually coaches, they know each other. And then they also know that a guy's pissed off that they just lost. Yeah, that's that's the thing to me is, like, well, what's he supposed to do? Give him a hug? That's what I'm saying. Like, you're kind of alluding saying, to it. It's like, you know, game's over. It's done. Yeah. Like, that was one of the best things in, in COVID for youth basketball I've seen in a oh, long time. He just, just give the wave, wave and walk off the court. No. But it's like, 
I mean, I get the sportsmanship aspect of it, and I get for, like, the optics, okay? But, like, you don't have to do one where you just go and then, like, rip a guy's hand, but, like, nice game, and yeah. that's it. And, like, I bet you after, and not, like, immediately after, but maybe a couple days later, be like, hey, nice game, coach. And, te- you know, like, they mm-hmm. all have each other's number. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They all talk to each other, you know? Like, so, like, to me, it, it, it I think it, it, a bigger deal is made about it um than it should be but also it, it's part of the era we live in like you got to create a story too so i understand where some media outlets would be like well look at this handshake you know I'm like well you know we don't have to like have a love fest after <laughs> exactly. the game like somebody's pissed off and and like i said if i know you outside of this realm this handshake line i know if you re- really respect me or not most 99 percent of the time yeah other professionals do respect each other and so then it's it's fun it's though fun. for fans to get worked up over a lot of things, and that you know yeah. that's a great thing though is the fact that Gonzaga does have passionate well, fans that will catch things like that. Mark Mark Pope gives a quick one every time, but he just got boat raced by thirty, and he's got a team that just lost four games in a row. Yeah, he, <laughs> he wants to get back to the film session. And yeah, figure he things just out wants to get out of there as as possible. Yeah, so I mean, it's like, is he a bad guy? No. Is he a jerk? No. Is he uh, representing BYU in a bad light? No. He just lost four games. He's wondering if he's going to NCAA tournament. And, yeah. you know, that, that that's not like his job would be in jeopardy. But if you, that starts to snowball, then it would be. So, to me, I'm always just like, man, who cares? Like, yeah. I like the NBA deal, especially in the playoffs. Like you said, even yeah. on even home, just regular season games. Oh, see you guys in two weeks. Nice game. You yep. know? <laughs> exactly. No, I think right. that could be uh, definitely a, a necessary step for a lot of uh, college basketball. Yeah. Just move on. Get to yeah. the next one. Well, last question comes from a from a fan. Uh, they want to know how important is it for Gonzaga to have a one seed out west as opposed to Arizona, because everybody wants to make a big deal about the Tommy Lloyd, yeah. Mark Few, Gonzaga, Arizona connection. It's a really good question. Um, I mean, I don't think. It, Personally, for me, it would be a, a terrible thing if we were a two seed and, and vice versa. Okay, but like, I don't think it, it, it's going to come to a head right away where, you know, they're because obviously Tommy's done an, a fantastic job and um, he's going to continue to do. We all, we all knew that. When yes. This, we all knew that. I thought the, gym. sorry to interrupt, but I thought the, the goofiest thing was when all those former Arizona players who don't know Tommy and his background. We're like, oh, this is ridiculous. He's been an assistant coach. Well, you could be a tremendous assistant coach and just wait for the right job, yeah, which is what Tommy did. That's what he did. And so, you know, I think obviously we want the number one seed, but uh, I think either club would take it number one in whatever part of the country. I know that's kind of a cop-out, but I don't think it's like a like a vendetta thing. I don't know how to describe it, but, like, I don't think it's that big of a deal per se. Obviously – you could argue, okay, for recruiting down the road, uh, travel for your fans. I get all that. That totally makes sense. But, like, we're still friends with Tommy Lloyd. So, I don't know. To me, I'm like, yeah. if we got the number one seed in the East or wherever, I don't think it would be um, gut-wrenching. I don't know how to yeah. describe that. No, it's a good I, question. I think the way I look at it is, as a follower, a fan, former player of GU, I would love for them. I want them to be a one seed regardless. Yeah. I would prefer in the West so the fans could travel. Yeah. The, if Arizona somehow sneaks up and takes the one in the West, 
I'd be happy. I'd be happy for Tommy. Yeah. You know, what I don't want to see is one, two in the same region that's, being the West. That's what, that's um, what the scare, that's we, the scare for me. Um, just on a friendship level. Yeah. And that's, that's like a, the lower for Tommy Lloyd. Like he's, you know, built his life here. Yeah. And having to play your buddies is not fun. No. And people think it is. It's not. It's like, why don't you think we ever play Boise State? Yeah. You want to play your buddy, Leon Rice. You know right. what I mean? And that, that would be an interesting one, though, to see Gonzaga against Boise, Boise State. Because they're probably a tournament team. I they mean, are. 18-3 or whatever, 19-3, and just had a tough loss against Wyoming as a tournament team as well. So, yeah, but, like, it, it would just be um, an emotional thing, I think, I think for Tommy. I'm 99% sure I'm right. Yeah. That it would just be like, please just don't let us play each other because it's just weird, you know. And then, like, the familiarity of that, is tough. I mean, it was weird playing John Jacobs at Baylor. Yeah, and he was only here for a couple of years, but we we all loved John. You know what I mean? And he helped kind of change the perspective of analytics, adding mm-hmm. analytics to our program. John Jacobs, assistant coach at Baylor, just give context, but he was here as basketball ops, but he kind of brought in the Fuey and and those guys understood analytics, but he brought it to a different level. Like, hey. Effective field goal percentage. You know what I mean? Like you have, this has to be part of your plan. It doesn't have to be everything. You can still coach and still make decisions based on your gut. But like you, there's certain pillars of winning basketball. If you look at professional ranks in Europe and in pros, like you have to do these certain things analytically. Yeah. And so that was weird. And then Rem, Rem Backmus was yeah. there. Now he's with Tommy, but like, that's a weird deal. Cause then you're like, you know, you beat your buddy. Yay. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just feel weird. Yeah. But then you also, you're happy for your friend, but you're like, dang it. I don't like you right now. So, um, that's a really good question, man. I don't really know what the right answer for that is because it, it'll feel weird either way. I just, the one, two was be more scary. Now, if they got the one or, and we got it somewhere else, it'd probably be better. So you don't want to play each other. Yeah. Like, Arizona is really good. I, again, I like, good. I like Gonzaga's, experience at the right spots more so than I like Arizona's, but Arizona's good. I think the biggest thing that I've seen with Arizona is their size, yeah. like across the board. Yeah. He's got Balo playing pretty well too. Mm-hmm. And and that's, I don't want to knock a kid too much, but that's a surprise to me. Yeah. I thought he was on the right path of improvement. I thought. But bigs take a long, longer time than guards typically. Yeah. And he was young and he was super raw, but yeah, I mean, um, you know, sometimes it takes a while to play for a player to, to click. And then, you know, it sounds weird, but having a COVID, COVID year helps a kid like that. So he gets an extra year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's probably only 19 anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and with two years being in, um, you know, but only counting as one, you get what I'm saying. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it. Uh, um, I'm happy for the kid because a lot of people, Baby Shack and all this stuff. It's like, that's a... That's a hard nickname to live up to. (laughs) I think it's an unfair nickname to live up to just because your body type, you know, kind of puts you in that mode and you're like... You want to watch Young Shaq, even old Shaq, but Young Shaq at LSU. Like, oh, my gosh. People don't realize he was 7'2". Yes. And he could move. Like, okay, so let's calm down and, you know, run and jump and, and was skilled and could handle the ball for that size. And so, yeah, I'm glad... Uh, Paulo followed Tommy because that was his guy, and uh, it's had some, you know, having some success right now. It, it uh, you like when you, a kid is, you know, not down, but just you know, people's expectations are too high, and then he 
find a change of scenery or whatever yeah. and gets the right spot, then it kind of blossoms. You're just, yes. Yeah. Good no, I, I would agree with that because I went through a transfer and it worked wonders for me. Yeah. So sometimes it's all it is. Yeah. A change of scenery, a different venue, maybe a different voice as the head guy. Yeah. You never know. So, uh, another great episode. We'll look forward to being back next week. Uh, we'll drop two episodes. Uh, we'll have a bunch of other coverage on Gonzaga Nation SI. Cool. Um, if this this will release before the game on Thursday, there's a big guest coming to the game on Thursday. Uh, I've heard. Guess. Yeah, I've heard that. We're not going to ruin it for anybody. No, we're not going to ruin it. Uh, but our guys are ready to to share when the time's right. But cool. We won't ruin it. Sweet. So, for Gonzaga Nation SI, that is Adam Morrison. I'm Dan Dickow.